got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking with Joel of the Bad Crypto Podcast about NFTs. He just told me off camera that he has minted over one and a half million of them. So we're going to be talking a little bit about NFT technology today and where it might be going in the future. Joel, thank you so very much for joining me on the channel. How are you doing? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. Absolutely. Well, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Can you give us a little bit of context for that one and a half million NFT minted statistic that you told me before we started. Sure. Well, we've released about uh, 10 different launches of our own property on the WAX blockchain, which is a proof of stake chain. There's no gas fees, which allows people to purchase NFTs, you know, for as little as a penny without having to worry about fees to mint them. And uh, we discovered the power of the chain a little over two years ago when tops really re were the words re-released their classic garbage pail kids series from 1985 with Adam bomb and all of the others, nasty Nick. Um, and they released them in NFT form. You would buy a pack of cards and open that pack. And inside you would get five random NFTs from the series. Only unlike the original physical ones, there was animations to them and rarities. And when we discovered that you could do that on wax with no gas fees, we packaged up our own creation called blockchain heroes. We've sold four of the series thus far. We've got uh, a fan base for them. We're building a game that uh, people will be able to use the NFTs on, as well as a number of other properties we've created. And yes, it's over one and a half million NFTs now. Wow. That is a, that is a massive number. So you're definitely the guy to talk to on this. There's a few things I want to talk to you about with the NFT space. You know, one of the things I've seen happen in cryptocurrency is you start building a project and then for some reason, the community that develops around it ends up becoming kind of toxic. Maybe we have, you know, back and forth battling between two projects. Maybe a company comes in, they use the Cardano blockchain to build something. And then the Ethereum community starts hating on the company that came in and the community and the company that comes into the crypto space to bring in a hundred million new dollars says, Okay, forget it. If you hate us this much, then we'll go somewhere else and vice versa. How do we stop factionalism and tribalism and toxic communities from building up around our projects? Because it sounds like you've done a very good job at not letting that happen with yours. Well, it, it, it is challenging. People are people. Human nature does not change and there's nothing new under the sun. So you're always going to have toxic people and there's always going to be tribalism. This is not a problem that we as human beings can actually solve because right. we're inherently broken. It's like telling a broken watch to fix itself. It, it, it can't do it. And so uh, the best you could do is work with your community to set the tone that is positive. Look for the uh, infections when you spot them and attempt to deal with them in a reasonable way that's honoring to others and, and build on the, the good things. Uh, you know, this I've never been a Mac versus PC guy. I use them both. I've never been a Coke versus Pepsi guy, although I am kind of a five guys versus in and out guy. Uh, but that's, that's more for fun. Uh, you know, look, you can find benefit and value in all these different, you know, things that are being produced and why not get the best of all worlds? And so while I love wax, I do mint on Ethereum, getting ready to launch a project on Ethereum. I mint NFTs that I purchase on Cardano, 
Tezos, uh, Binance Smart Chain, Polygon. I just love the space. And we're going to see the kind of interoperability between these chains in the not too distant future, then it's not going to matter which chain they were minted on. We're just very early and people are battling for primacy right now. What is the simplest way that you can describe to someone who's new to the space what an NFT is? Uh, so a non-fungible token, when you tell them that they're like, well, I don't, I don't know non-fungible what's fungible. So I explained to them something that is fungible. They're all the same. So if I were to say to you, Hey, Jeb, uh, can I have a dollar? You go in your wallet and maybe you got 10, $1 bills in there. You don't look at me and go, well, which one do you want, Joel? It doesn't matter. They're all treated the same. They're interchangeable. They are fungible. So something that is non-fungible, it is unique. It has its own unique identifier. So for example, uh, real estate, you know, your house, wherever you live, it has that unique address and it could look just like another house of the same model, but it is non-fungible. It is unique to that. Well, with a non-fungible token, unlike Bitcoin, that is fungible. They're all the same. A non-fungible token is one that has its own unique identifier track on blockchain. So therefore, you know, its origin, its provenance, where it's been, and uh, who's currently holding it. That's amazing, because I, I think that's something that people need to really internalize is that you first have to understand what Bitcoin is, and then you can understand what NFTs are. Bitcoin is the advent of bringing scarcity into the digital world. Before Bitcoin, there was no such thing as decentralized scarcity. With Bitcoin, we've more or less introduced a physical law of nature into the internet of scarcity. And what NFT, this is the way I always explain to people, is very similar to what you just said. NFTs are a way of fractionalized digital ownership that is verifiably scarce. So you can verify yes. that it only exists one time, that it is scarce. It's not, there's 100 trillion JPEGs. There's only one of them. You can verify it on a blockchain using that same digital scarcity concept concept that Bitcoin introduced, but it's also fractionalizable, which I believe is a real word, and it allows you to have one of those. Instead of an entire blockchain being one entity that is scarce, you instead are able to have, as you have done, 1.5 million unique individually scarce objects in Correct. the digital world. And that goes far beyond you know, JPEGs. That goes far beyond communities. That can go into a lot of different places. I mean, you think about insurance, titles, deeds, contracts, anywhere, you can do whatever you want with it. Right. For example, every new technology has to, 3D printing is a great example. 3D printing, the first commercially viable method of bringing it to market was the hobbyists. The hobbyists use 3D printing, but now as the technology has developed and grown and matured, it's being used in all sorts of other commercially viable applications. What are some of those other ways that you think NFTs are going to grow in the future outside of what they're being used for now, which is great, but what are some other places that you think this technology will go? We're just at the beginning of this advent of NFTs, and many of the things you mentioned are the future home titles, you know, car, car titles and your driver's license and yeah. so on. But we are inventing this in real time. You know, it started with art and it moved towards collectibles and into games and now into metaverse. I like to look at NFTs as a key that can unlock the magic box. Who has the magic box? Well, whoever the creators are, they can put whatever they want in that box. So owning a piece of art might be just owning a piece of art you like, but it also tells the artist who owns that piece of art. And now they can offer you free airdrops, discounts on future art, meet and greets. And this is what it's really all about. It's about loyalty. It's about providing physical goods, digital goods, real life experiences, community connection. And think about this. 
Jeb, you don't even need the creator to put anything in that magic box. I can go to the holders of the Board Ape Yacht Club because I can see who's got all 10,000 of those and I can airdrop them something special from my collection just because I want them to have them. So this opens up, you know, true decentralization in this uh, case with NFTs means anybody can add value anywhere they want to, to any collection. And this truly is just the beginning. Anybody who thinks that they're just pictures of monkeys, uh, they don't get it yet. We're still in the early adopter phase. We're nowhere near mass adoption. It is coming and it is a gateway drug really into the crypto world. The people now who say, well, I right click save as your jpeg and now i own your nft they're, they're they just don't know it's just wow. ignorance they don't understand it yet they don't understand web 3 that allows us to own these skins and games and the weapons that we're going to have and art that is truly um uh, unique and, and by the way some people are like well there's 2000 of the same image. What do you mean? They're all different. Each one of those 2000 images that somebody might have you know, purchased 2000 people that have the same image. Each one of them has a mint number one through 2000. And that's what makes them different on blockchain. So that's how every NFT, even if some look alike and have all of the other attributes alike are different. Each one is unique. I interviewed Charles Hoskinson a few months ago, and one of the things that he talks about is one of the biggest threats to our modern democracy is that nobody trusts the government not on both sides. You know, it's gotten a lot worse ever since, you know, March of 2020 and not to get too political, but I think a lot of people realize that, hey, they don't necessarily always trust what the government says. Charles Hoskinson believes that through the use of blockchain and decentralized technologies, we can hopefully provide solutions for small and local governments to start adopting blockchain technologies that allow them to be accountable, uh, inclusively accountable to the world's, uh, to, to their constituencies. Because Charles Hoskinson talks about three things. One of them is inclusive accountability. He wants everybody to be able to hold everybody accountable through blockchain. So what are some of the ways that you think that NFTs can grow into perhaps helping with this social dilemma that we have right now where nobody trusts what goes on behind closed door with the government. Maybe NFTs through the proving of ownership and the proving of documentation and through this concept of inclusive accountability can help to work in that. Do you think that's one of the directions GovTech, as it's called, that NFTs are going to go? Well, I think it could. I think there are those in the government that fight against it, just the, just as they fight, uh, fight against voter reform. You want to talk about combating voter fraud, issue NFTs to legal citizens, right? Now that's in your wallet, you have the right to vote. It's the ultimate voter ID because there can only be one of those. You can fake a driver's license, right? There's people, there's a cottage industry around creating fake IDs, but you can't fake an NFT. Like if you've got the systems to read it properly and to understand the provenance of it, um, you could take a picture of it that looks fake, but in a system that would probably look in your wallet to see what's legitimate, so this is a problem that could be solved fairly easily, right? That if every um, uh, eligible citizen of any country had an NFT ID, then you're going to solve so much voter fraud and so many of the issues surrounding our government because we know it's we know it's epidemic. We know it's horrible. And that's why one of the reasons people don't trust the government uh, and, and it's piled on by the fact that the politicians aren't really wanting to solve the problem, which tells you everything that you need to know.
That's absolutely right. Let me give you an analogy that I think helps me understand NFTs, and I'd love to hear if you think this would be helpful to everyone else. The light bulb and a, and a campfire, they both make light, right? What do they do? They yep. create light. That's, that's the use case of having a lantern and a light. It's not the difference in what they do that makes them so much different in their use case and their widespread adoption. It's the difference in how they do what they do. You know, a, 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 a campfire, a camp, a, you know, a camp light has to use an actual physical gas, but electric lights can use electricity, which is a much, much more robust system. If I look around this set, there's all kinds of lights in here. Not one of them has anything to do with fire. It's not that fire doesn't create light. It's that it doesn't make it the right way. Would you say that NFTs and JPEGs both do the same thing as in they show a picture, but the real reason why they're different is because the architecture underneath them is so much different and more robust in the NFTs? Well said. I, I won't augment that because uh, you nailed it. Yeah, NFTs are the light, and the old way of doing things are fire. And it's a good thing you don't have fire there in your studio. <laughs> yeah. I don't see a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Cut the show, Jeb's. On There's fire. one around here somewhere. I should probably know where it is. But yeah, well, good deal. That's really cool. Well, l- let me ask you that. What are some of your final thoughts on NFTs for people that are watching our channel that? You know, maybe they're investing in crypto. Maybe they got $10,000 in their portfolio and they're thinking about getting into the NFT space. It's not as easy as just saying, okay, I'm going to buy Bitcoin. I'm going to buy $10 worth of Bitcoin every single month and I'm going to dollar cost average. And then, you know, in 10 years, I might have $50,000 worth of Bitcoin. It's not that simple to invest in NFTs. What are some of the ways that people can actually invest and get into this space themselves? Well, it, first of all, it can be that easy. And we've saw a collect, seen a collection this last week from Kevin Rose. The Moonbirds is one of the fastest growing collections in NFT history that one of them wow. already sold on the secondary market for a million dollars to the sandbox game. Uh, but, you know, Coinbase just launched an NFT marketplace, which, you know, Coinbase, especially for U.S. citizens, is a real easy onboarding for crypto. And now they've got an NFT marketplace. But what I would do is I would encourage people to learn. You got to have education. Education. You have to know what right. you're doing, just like in the crypto world, because we're so early. There's a lot of scams out there. There's people that are losing their NFTs uh, unsuspectingly by clicking phishing links or getting, you know, DMs that they get from people on Discord. There are some best practices to understand. So take the time to learn. There's lots of videos on YouTube. Uh, I co-host a podcast called The Nifty Show. There's plenty of other great shows out there that you can check out and really just go down the rabbit hole. You'll discover not only does it go very deep, but the deeper you go, the wider it gets. And it could be a little overwhelming at first, but right now NFTs comprise art, uh, play to earn games, metaverses, collections, one of ones, trading cards. You know, there's so much to it and you really got to gravitate towards what you find interesting. Uh, It's not highly complicated. If you figured out crypto, you can figure out NFTs and the day's coming when it's going to be super easy for people to purchase NFTs. And they might not even know that they're purchasing an NFT. They might am purchasing a piece of memorabilia. Turns out it's on blockchain. And uh, and I look forward to the day that we can do NFTs as easily as we can tap our credit card on a terminal to make a payment. And that will happen. That is so cool. Well, Joel, let me let me open the floor for you for any final thoughts and then we're going to wrap it out. Anything that you want to tell our audience uh, and also when you're done, tell us where you can find uh, you and uh, everything else you'd like to share. Well, I'm working on a really exciting project right now with the one and only Sylvester Stallone, the uh, only actor who has had a number one um, box office hit in six consecutive decades. Uh, And uh, we are releasing 
Sly guys. Uh, the website is planetsly.com. They're 9,997 um, unique characters. Each one is different and some respect different attributes that are inspired by the life of Sylvester Stallone and huh. his films. And uh, we're really looking forward to this. We're, we're building a great community. There's over 20,000 people in the Discord. Sly is getting ready to do an AMA. Um, the sale is going to be May 24th, but you got to get Sly listed uh, in the Discord <laughs> to be able to participate in this. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to hang out with him in Miami and uh, talk about the project and create a vision for how NFTs could be used for him to connect with and relate to his fans. If you check out his Instagram, you'll see that he is big on sharing, you know, just his thoughts to inspire his millions of followers. And this collection is going to allow people to have an opportunity to connect with him. If you collect three Sly guys by the snapshot date, you're going to get a ticket to a private dinner in Miami that Sly is going to host and speak at. And that's just the hmm. beginning of the deliverables that are going to be a part of of this collection. That's awesome. Well, good deal. I had no idea Sylvester Stallone was in crypto. That's yeah. epic. We were just in Miami a couple of weeks ago for Bitcoin 2022. I mm -hmm. didn't know he was down there. Well, cool. Well, thank you so very much, Joel, for coming on. We'll have to bring you back on sometime to talk about NFTs. You've definitely got a lot to talk about, and I'm sure we could go on for another hour here, but we're going to wrap it out. Is there any, are there any final links anywhere that we can follow you guys? Anything sure. you'd like to share? Um, badcryptopodcast.com and uh, theniftyshow.com. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter where there is allegedly more free speech now. So we'll see. At Hopefully. Joel <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like the allegedly. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully that's the case. Well, Joel, thank you very much for coming on. I hope you had a good time and I hope you guys enjoyed watching. If you did, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Peace. Hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you enjoyed this video, you should definitely consider subscribing because we're trying to help you become financially free in these cryptocurrency markets. And also consider following us on Twitter at CryptoJeb for more updates on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Peace.